<laughs> Welcome to Burning Hell. It's a hot one today. Not only because MJ is in LA, but she is a foxy bitch. She is, I would say, one of my favorite reality TV people in general. MJ, welcome to hell. I like to call you the Michael Jordan of Shaws. Thank you. I am, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you, I love you because, so we are meeting and talking for the first time right now. Yes. We probably could consider a stepping stone to be Paige, right? Yes. And my stepping stone to Paige would be Wild Alexander. Do you know him? Have you ever met him? He's a friend of hers. Um, and he's been a couple of times to the Hamptons when you guys were shooting. But he's not jumping in front of the camera like some other people that don't belong in front of the camera. We love a low-key guest. We love yeah. a laid-back guest. Um, I texted Paige earlier and I said, MJ from Shaw's is coming on my pod next week. Um, want to make, I want to make her my friend instead of yours. And Paige <laughs> said, wow, good luck. This is months of friendship. You'll have to get in an hour. And I go, I love a challenge. So Paige and I are fighting over you. <laughs> I'm so honored. I wish I could say that I'm going to come to New York and see you guys, but what part of New York are you hunkered down in? I'm right now out in the Hamptons in Shelter Island. But Paige and I would love an L.A. trip, so maybe that is more realistic yeah. for us. You guys can stay here when you come out here and save thousands of dollars in hotel. Because yeah. I'll show you, this is a vast-as-fuck pool. This pool is probably four times bigger than the one that you guys shoot in. And is that a hot tub in the corner? That there's a hot tub. What do you guys have out there that's the wildest part of your, like, aside from... Is it Fire Island? No, like, oh. what, uh, what's the most wild? I feel like your- Montauk is the most wild. It gets very really? rowdy because it's like a younger crowd because it's not as expensive. So people are just like drinking in the streets, partying. It's like a beach town where people just overconsume. Will you still go? I do on, on occasion when I have to let loose a little bit because, you know, this life can be tough and you need a release sometimes. And you're still a baby and you can milk that shit. (laughs) Well, what's funny is Paige and I, we kind of broke the fourth wall with Bravo because, well, not really, but we were filming Summer House and at night we have hidden cameras and we had nothing to do. And we turned on Shaz and we were watching Shaz while being filmed on Bravo and it was this crazy meta moment. And that's when Paige and I realized that we both love Shaz because we were like, what should we watch? And I was like, "Maybe, maybe Shaz? And she was like, fuck yeah we're watching Shaw's and I just feel like your sense of humor and glam and just overall confidence has been so like I can't stop watching you and you love New Yorkers don't you I I a little bit too much I had to marry one he's wait is he Queens yeah he's Queens he's Howard Beach Queens I think the Queens accent is so sexy did you was it a lot for you at first or were you immediately into it Okay, so when we first met on Tinder, he, yeah, he would just keep it on the Tinder app, and we were texting on the app, and I was like, when is this guy going to take it off the app and ask me for my number? Two, then he kept texting me on the phone and didn't actually want to make a phone call. Then I was like, 
here's my number if you want to, like, you have my number if you want to call me. The first time that I heard his voice, I was like, did you drink, like, 20 cups of coffee? Like, what's going on with you? He was, like, so amped up. Because his baseline is, like, up here. Yeah. I know that you got in trouble a little on Shaz because you made a comment about the different cultures of, you know, Persian men and American men. But um, as a Persian yeah, which woman... I don't ap- which I don't apologize for. <laughs> and, and, and not only do I not apologize for that, but had the conversation gone longer, I would say Persian women, I myself personally can be controlling. Mm-hmm. I can be territorial. Um, I, my husband thinks that he can give me permission to do things. I'm like, listen, do not <laughs> lift your leg and try to pee on me. <laughs> but for you to even be like, do you want to call me or here's my number? Is that not traditional like Persian woman to do? Yeah. I think that we are supposed to be in the driver's seat. I think his his like technique or what what he like it was like part of his game was like i'm going to i'm not going to push and that way she'll like initiate and then i really like i liked him from the text like before i heard his voice i already liked him um i told him i loved him before i met him face to face it was a i was a mess but i meant it obviously i knew what i was saying i never I- lived with anyone before him by the way Wow, because you were so independent, and I think you probably got to the mental mindset where you were like, "I'm, I'm not just gonna marry a man to be married." Yes, cheers. She's, ju- she's drinking or chugging a Bud Light, not sponsored. So cool. Um, so cool. No, they can, they can send us some. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, how did you know yeah. he was one? Like this Queens guy, probably so different from guys you've dated in the past. So different. I had dated serial monogamous Persian guys long-term, like two years, three years. He proposed in 10 months of meeting. I was totally freaked out. The cameras were actually rolling. It was in a cemetery. It was, um, it was at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And like at that moment, and he knows this, I was like, I really don't know if I'm going to, if I'm ready to like commit to this because I've had relationships three times longer that I broke off, but I said yes. And how I knew was because he would show up and go to the hospital with me every single day, including Saturdays and Sundays. And that to me was like, um, me with my horrifying trust issues and probably abandonment issues from mom mm-hmm. and like attachment to my dad who, who he and I were like thick as thieves. So like I had one con- completely like overwhelming love from one parent and like the opposite from another. And my mom is always like, even to this day, she's like such a per- Persians are so suspicious in nature. Like we don't believe you. Like everyone's got like another agenda and like, bad intentions or like you have to have like those evil eyes or whatever mm-hmm. so are you dating well I'm asking you because as a single lady in quarantine yeah. I'm like what is it like to find the one how do you know uh-huh. um, I think I've been facetiming yeah. a little single people if the quarantine's going to continue you have to have an honor system you have to establish something where 
you're not going to be able to date like three people at the same time. You're not going to be able to like kiss three different people in, within the same two week period. You have to be more choosy, which is probably good because the bad, the drawback with these apps is that it's giving people really easy access and a lot of choice at the same time. So many know, options. Right. So in order to eliminate that, let's say like this is a blessing in disguise because now you're going to have to be like, all right, I'm going to have to be more selective. And the reason is because I am only going to fuck with guys that I like, meaning you're going to talk to them, then you're going to get a COVID test, then you're going to quarantine, and then you're going to give each other the time of day. Does that not make sense? You nailed it because people are being all negative, And I'm like, I've never gotten to know men as much as I, as I had. Now, I'm speaking to men that I normally would go on like two dates with and, you know, mess around Move and never on. talk to you again. But we're like FaceTiming and really getting to know each other. Millennials are so quick to just like hook up and go on to the next one. So I'm like, I'm talking to a couple people. Um, it's frustrating, though, because you want that physical touch. and We'll see what happens. Yeah. How's it been like being kind of going from single to being this mom character? Do you, do you see yourself very mentally prepared to be a mom? I am. So, I'm so lucky, though, because I got to do anything and everything. Listen to this. Ready for me to blow your mind? Okay. Yes. I went to every Coachella. <laughs> that means I have been to the first Coachella. That was like 18 years ago. So I went to every Coachella. Let me tell you, it was Jane's Addiction and like Chili Peppers. Then I had my full career with nothing to hold me back from it. I had all the traveling that I would ever want to do. I got to date like tall guys ugly, smart, whatever, like the gamut. One day I realized, I was like, you know what, Maris, like ask yourself this question. Do you realize that you don't need to valid, like you don't need validation of men. You have pretty much been desired, the object of the desire of every person on the spectrum of the rainbow. It's time that you actually flip the script on yourself and like stop trying to please anyone else and see what you're worthy of. Like, see what you I mean. What's what the other way? Like, yeah, referring the person that's worthy of you and what you want. What do you want? But I think so, women are so in this field of like competing with each other to see what guy will like. Even like this, the Bachelor. Like, oh, I hope he likes me. And it's you having to be like, but do you actually like him? Right. And we all just want to be wanted. And I do think growing up with, like, I was an athlete and when I would win or do better, my parents would love me more. So I, I take love like, oh, if I work harder at it or if I try harder, maybe it'll work. But that's not how love works. It's not like a game. Yeah. You just have to be yourself. And I, I guess I'm in that point, I'm 28, of really trying to find who I am and don't just date guys because they're hot. <laughs> no, because it's, you know, they teach children to award a, um effort not results oh 100 percent. look at so, you have like, learning all this mom stuff i mean i picked it up somewhere and then so so for sure the bachelor scenario always really triggers me because yeah. i see all these women like stepping over each other's head and when i saw corinne who i think is really in irl like a completely normal nice girl mm -hmm. but the way that she she had to get his attention by being so extremely Sexual. Over the, 
Yeah, like over the top, like I'm gonna get naked. Like she was basically like me on Ambien like 10 years ago, right? <laughs> like she was. So like, I, you know, like I'm, I will say like when people, you know, the people that like, the turn off the light, take the sleeping pill and go to sleep. And then there's people who are like, okay, I'm gonna take the pill and I'm gonna go outside. That's how, allegedly, I'm not alleging. Oh my God, I don't wanna get in trouble with any person. I was talking about myself, right? But you know, you know what I'm saying? So like, when I see that, like, all I thought about was like, the lack of camaraderie with the other women and how, you know, like, I could never imagine having to compete with another person. Like, you only should be competing with yourself mm -hmm. to be your best self, to please yourself. Like, today, I was talking to my mom on the hike. And she was talking to me about, like, just like, her opinion about her outlook on something in my life. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't tell me how to feel. Like she was like, but you know, I want you to seem stronger. And I was like, but I also need to permission for my own feelings to be valid and validated. Like I, you know, let's not get sidetracked by the shitty things like Instagram and all the other social platforms where we're scrolling and we're seeing like this perfect image and that perfect image and it's all a sham. So it's I also mean, a motherly thing to like when your kid gets hurt to not be like, you're okay. To be like, mm -hmm. oh, that hurt. It's okay. You're allowed to feel. And I think your mom's, yeah, sometimes with my mom, I'll just be like, I don't want a solution. I want you to be like, right. Hannah, that must suck. And just like right. feel it with me. I do think though, Tommy showing up at the hospital every day, especially if someone who deals with abandonment issues or intimacy stuff, it's showing that like he cares. And I think so much love when you're young is so like, you know, is he hot? Is, is the sex right. good? Is the banter good? But like love is like a deep, deep care. And I think even this season on Shaz, we saw a side of Tommy that was like, he's the papa bear and no one yeah. fucks with his family. Yeah. Was it, and what was it like watching him in his most extreme this season? <laughs> so I, I really felt bad that Tommy saw the side of Reza that mm. wasn't the way that his friends are. Mm. So like, you know, Tommy's friends are like the same ones that he's been in since elementary high school. He like is 41 and he's like, um, how could you guys fall out like that? Like friends don't fall out the way that you and Reza fell out, like over some, you know, hearsay or gossip and over like thoughts and desperate, thirsty people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that like, I felt a little bit like embarrassed that like, I was like, your friends are so much more lifers. And I was obviously proud of him, but he really went through it. And for that, I wish I could protect him. Like, I, I want to be the mama bear that wants to, like, cure him or, like, take that pain away and mm -hmm. protect him from it. I wish he never had to um, see that ugliness. Well, it's also he, him and his friends never had to deal with this reality TV life that we lead. And you and Reza are dealing with not only, like, your own friendship, but at the end of the day, kind of your egos of, I don't know if I watched it right but what I got from it was Reza was like me and her were supposed to have each other's back in this reality tv experience and the fact mm -hmm. that you might possibly be like helping 
someone else make him look bad in some type of way like it's all like kind of an ego thing towards the end like you don't even remember what you guys were fighting about <laughs> yeah I, I was like you know what if we never talk to each other again then I guarantee you that he would not he would be like I don't know it's a blur you know like yeah. what happened to you guys I don't even remember anymore because there were so many people that were like throwing so shade like many so many people were happy to like see us fall out because they wanted to get close to me or close to him and replace me or replace him and slide in there and um another thing is that i did stay home with my son for the first seven eight weeks showed up to a pool party and didn't get quite the warm well yeah, I didn't demolished. Get, so I was going to say, I didn't get the warm welcome that I thought I deserved. So like for that, I'm like, I am like not bulletproof, but I'm bulletproof because obviously we're going to address at the reunion mm -hmm. and I'm sure in subsequent conversations, because the reunion is, you just did your reunion, you know, the I saw your reunion. I, yeah, I have to say I was, when I was watching you and um, Luke, can I talk about, can I, am I, of course, am I skipping over the subject or am I able to, to switch to Luke? Luke? You can. Let's go there. <sighs> so I remember how I felt about Luke when I first saw him. I was like, she better not let him in there. And then when Hannah and you, I mean, when um, Paige and you got into it over him, I was like, how is this happening? And then you just handled yourself. I mean, you handled yourself so well. Oh, like, thank you. Yeah, you really did. And the medium of Zoom, you were like a guinea pig. You guys, for Summer House, for being like one of the first Zoom reunions, because Atlanta is like a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. And you two were the same. You, the two of you, sh your two shows were so hard. Like I would so much rather be in a room and rough it. Like, how do you feel? Let me ask you. Mm -hmm. How do you feel the medium of a Zoom reunion versus sitting around two feet away from each other and hashing so, it out? I've never had a real reunion because we didn't have one last year. So this I is know. my only experience, but I'm all about energy and eye contact. Like I want it to be like feeling how people are feeling. You know, you're looking at the Zoom. You don't know who's looking at you, who's what, right. and then to get a word in you start focusing too hard on getting the word in. And then by the time you get the word in, you forgot what you were going to say. <laughs> Very true. And what it was actually tough because Luke, it was his first season and we mm -hmm. started refighting. Like he started, like I called him a little bitch once and he got upset <laughs> on the screen or he saw, he was getting upset. He, he just was getting upset. I think he was getting some hate online and he was kind of, cause he's comfortable with me, like taking it out on me a little bit. And at one point, I just got mad. I was like, dude, I'm the only one who's had your back. Fuck you. Like, I need a break from you. So yeah. That's true, we're, though. You we're did. about to shoot the reunion in, like, two to three weeks. And part of me is like, do I call him and just make up? Because we were talking every day. It wasn't like I broke up with him. But I needed a break from him. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go in the reunion and see what happens. And he, like, yeah. came at me at the reunion. And I was like. He, he looked like, so bad when he did that. Oh, man. Well, I was like, that's what happens when I wasn't there to train his ass. 
Because when yeah. he's with me, he's, his mind is right. He calls me. I talk him through everything. But then I'm also at the point where it's like, I'm sick of dating guys. And I feel like I have to therapize. And like, I have to be above water all the time. When it's like, sometimes I want someone who can be there for me. So, Absolutely. And he's older. He's 36. But he's taught me a lot. And also, you know, you've probably had a lot of relationships. Some relationships, like we love each other. But... I feel like I'm gonna have so many different kinds of love in my life, and he's not the one yeah. that I like want to marry. Not at all. Not at all. Let me have fun with a model, Jesus. Yeah, you know, you know, like he, he was. He, it's a bad look. If there's one good double standard, is that men can make themselves look really stupid when they come aggressive at a woman, and he did that. I think that what else like speaking of summer house when <laughs> carl went on that date with that girl that wanted nothing to do with him and she she could just like see right through him read him like a book and was like deuces i'm not interested in going out with you and he was like kind of like a little like didn't get it he was like slow to the take still hey, thought she might so come right. out that shit's important i have this new thing where when any of my friends ask me do you think this guy likes me i now when i was younger i'd go with the bullshit now i go if you're wondering if he likes you if you're wondering if he wants to see you, it's not happening. Move the fuck right. on because you'll know. It's a no. Yeah. So when you're thirsty, what do you do? You get a drink of water. It's a Persian saying. <laughs> basically say, like, it's it's like in a Shakespearean Farsi mm-hmm. that when someone is thirsty for water, the first thing they're going to do is get that glass of water. And, like, when it comes to men, like, if you're sitting around waiting for a guy then to call i mean first of all we have to be past games everyone here is old enough to be past games also not playing games shows confidence um doesn't mean that you're a spineless jellyfish you reciprocate you know it's like all right you bought me dinner i will say thank you you will ask to see me i will you know i mean i don't have to say yes tomorrow morning at 8 a.m but i can Mm -hmm. say like this saturday so so you and Tommy um, didn't play any games besides the Tinder little, you know. He, so that would be, I guess, would count as him playing his, like, his game. <laughs> and then after the first night that we saw each other, I ghosted him for two weeks. Why? Which I just was like, I had to do the walk of shame. It was like the Uber walk of shame on a Monday morning. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Was the sex play. good? Amazing amazing and it was like a very long session um like an all-nighter this is the tea i want yeah it was so you needed was two weeks for your vagina to recover no i was like <laughs> a little bit of no i did a little bit of like that recoil where i was like oh my god what i just do i don't know if i like him who is he he's a stranger i was just being yeah. like me like, with my issues but mm-hmm. i enjoyed it i mean you're talking about games and i'm saying like i legit enjoyed being a brat reverting to my old immature ways but after that he goes he goes you did ghost me this is not like girls and boys do not try this at home this is not good advice for anyone to like follow this suit but he did say you were you you got back into it on a friday night you were like do you want to come over and watch a movie (laughs) and then we just hung out and we were like inseparable after that so as a lot of people listening I have my own issues of whatever in my past that affects my relationships but it sounds like despite whatever demons you were fighting because you guys just had that special chemistry it's like it fought through it 
Yeah. You know, like sometimes you want to like take your time. It's kind of like if so, if you're mad at somebody and um, you ask them for space, they should give you the space and mm. let you cool off. So he gave me space to like be freaked out and then calm down and then like clean my apartment so that he can come over. You know. So do you think his issues are compatible with your issues? We are, we have such completely different issues, like especially on quarantine, honey. I have called my uh, family law attorney once, but like I got all the information so that I know my options. Everyone's (laughs) getting divorced or pregnant right now. Yeah. So I was listening to this thing about, um, the divorce rate and all the family law attorneys are businesses thriving on fire because you're either going to make it or you're not like army hammer and his wife mm-hmm. for 13 years and the, and pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, we're, we're not going to get separated or divorced, but honey, we need help. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you think the baby has been helpful or hurtful during this time? Baby is helpful. Okay. Um, I guess toddler now. Yeah. Once they're 12 months, they're toddler. I think that Tommy doesn't is not a, a man to stay home and cooped up all the time. Okay. So he's a legit box right now. But do you know what? Do you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to say, what are the things, the good things that I've gotten out of quarantine? Oh, so gratitude. You're supposed to, yeah. And so I was kind of like, I asked myself the question. I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I've lost at least 10 pounds. Tommy's been like on this complete health kick. The baby has a really nice routine. And then you're supposed to ask yourself, what unfinished business do I have during quarantine? Like draw out the pros and cons, talk about the changes. I mean, have you, aside from, um, Amazon purchases, which I think are a necessity for what mental wellness. What don't you think you've saved money? Oh, I'm living with my parents right now. I am bawling. I'm getting laundry done. I'm getting food every night. I used to spend so much money on Ubers living in New York City. It's right. I think people have become more minimalistic because we and bar tabs. Yeah. And bar tabs. There was just a lot of consumption going on because that's how capitalism works. And now that we can't consume as much, we realize, do we even have to consume as much as we've been consuming? Do you find yourself like a social butterfly? I mean, you were in real estate. I feel like face-to-face, that's what you do. So have you been having trouble being cooped up? No, I swear I do um, safe... mom like i i have a couple of friends that are parents mm. that respect the quarantine and covid-19 so you're like in a pod together almost like you all have been a little bit yeah i have probably like six people um we all have like high stakes so we're not going to mess around i mean i mean this is social right here i mean we could do this like a week from now yeah. off podcast I need awesome. a good light next time so we can chug together. I mean, yeah. As a newbie in reality TV, how yeah. has being on reality TV and getting that kind of fame affected friendships in your life overall? Like, have you seen things change? So all of my friends off the show pretty much stopped watching the show a few years back mm-hmm. because they took what they saw too personally. So 
I don't really have a tendency to like fight dirty with people who who fight with me. I have a tendency to have to watch myself like be low key and like high road or whatever. Like that's Mm -hmm. what I, that's my perception of myself. And then as far as the people on the show, I do have some regrets about the, like, are there things I would change? Like with certain girls on the show? Um, Definitely. Because I get really angry when I care. So if I don't care about you, then I'll just be cool as a cucumber. Mm -hmm. And so it's obviously not the most productive things for me to like yell at you and then kind of like your blowout with um Paige. Mm-hmm. Like because I you cared. Guys, exactly. You guys were able to fix it really fast and I was really happy that you guys were both I just feel like millennials, if I were to make one positive generalization, is like I feel like you guys do have like you're tapped in more to your feelings in a chat in like you know how like they say like children are honest, children are in the moment. You guys don't seem to be as passive aggressive as mm. some of my friends on the cast, past cast, current cast, where like, I want to know like one thing about my mom, for instance, you know exactly where you stand with her. Oh yeah. And same with me. Like, you know exactly where you stand with me. I will never be passive aggressive. I'm not going to wait and hold on to it for six months and not tell you that something you did bothered me. And so if you're, if you have that quality, like I have to clip you. Um, and the regrets would just be not being able to like hash it out or letting too much time go by without talking something through. And at the end of the day, accepting that sometimes someone else has an agenda, like isn't willing to be honest, isn't willing to be vulnerable because they see vulnerability as a weakness. So when you give me the compliment, which I do receive about being self-confident. It's like, yeah, because I don't care if you think I'm a fool. I think I'm just human. The sooner that we find that out as people, then the sooner we could get on with like meaningful relationships where we're not like in this like unfulfilling prophecy, unfulfilled prophecy, you know, which it's weird because society obviously like looks up to people on TV and like, you're so confident, whatever, but, like, I'm still a girl who, like, I've been in relationships with guys who, like, have made me feel like shit, or, like, I have the young girl inside me who still feels like she's not good enough. I'm fighting those battles of, like, yeah, I do feel confident, badass, and cool, but I have to overcome the, like, past to be, like, no, the right guy, you will feel yourself. He'll bring out the best in you, and you also don't need to try. You have so many choices, and you probably have crazy things happening in your DM, right? (laughs) I mean, you're on TV, you're like living your best life. Yeah, people pick favorites. You know, you can't please everyone. Some people, you know, you just rub the wrong way, like just the same way that some people rub me the wrong way on certain cast of shows that I'm a fan of watching. And I just like, I don't like you. And maybe I will tomorrow, but today I don't. You bother me. And like, that's the way that then they get on their keyboards. Like I don't actually Mm. vocalize to the people that rub me the wrong way, but that's like the part of the reason why we're entertained by our shows and it's all escapism because we get to focus on your stuff instead of our own. Right. I love your passion for summer house. It's like made my year. You guys, me and Paige are equally passionate about you (laughs) or more. No, Thank you. But I'm sure that I am not the first person who you've come across saying that, you know, your show is fresh 
this season was great. And like, it's, it's, it's difficult when you have people that can't have their relationships on the show, like the twins that were, one was married and like she, you know, her husband obviously wouldn't participate and I think lived in LA. Like yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, everyone has to be 100 on the show because yep. you're, you're all like, you all get a, like you're one pizza pie and each slice is important. And anyone who's like kicking back, trying to be wallpaper is taking a big slot away. It's like, we just don't and it's have like you want to keep each other accountable, but then you're also playing all these like mind games with each other. G- getting to know you a little more, this is a little deeper, but what is your kind of way of sabotaging yourself? Like in all these years, what is that thing that you tend to do to hurt yourself? Well, I don't, I think that my lack of compassion in the moment is my biggest downfall. So mm. that if I, so that if I could like always have that hindsight in the moment, it would be a lot easier for me to like, say to the person who I care about something that puts them first mm. rather than trying to defend my behavior because and protect yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not just about, um, the reason why I did this was because I thought I was da, 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 da. like, it's like the saying that you don't ruin a good apology with an excuse. Mm. So I'm probably like the queen of that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could have just like eliminated that, then I wouldn't like hurt people. Cause I think a lot of people really, one thing I've learned this year is that the people in my life really lean on me for an emotional, the emotional rock. Like I'm, so I can't fuck with that role that I play in their lives. Um, I feel like you're this- the kind of friend that like when shit goes down, like you call to be like, MJ, how do I handle this? Cause like you have that kind of confidence and like experience and you just seem like you know how to fuck shit up if you have to. Yeah. And also this too shall pass. Like I don't, one thing my dad taught me was to not to freak out, not to overreact, not to, oh, my fountain turned on and I was like, who's here? Um, <laughs> it was just the fountain. About that time. <laughs> um, so the, um, you know, like the way that my dad, like I would come through the door like a tornado and I would be like, oh, let this happen. And he was like, take a breath. It's going to be okay. And finally that kind of like ingrained in me to be like, okay, how are we going to handle this? Is this going to affect me five years from now? Calm down. Let's make it right and be a problem solver. And there, he showed me to see the positive in things. So the more I can do that for people around me who might not have had the kind of father figure that I had is better. Um, just to, just to like always like have, like if I could get one word tattooed on my hand, it would be like, be happy, like keep it light. Mm-hmm. Like for every problem, there's a solution. Do you feel like doing reality TV has helped you deal with high stress or high pressure situations better? Cause it tests me, girl. I would yeah. say, we're put into situations we would never be forced to be in by choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, theoretically. Yeah. Cause I always say like, I'm going to be calm no matter what. Yeah. I'm You're the always first thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. Famous last words. I'm not going to lose it. I'm going to be so calm. I know my, I know, like, I know where I stand facts. on this issue. going to stay logical. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> no, and then no happens, name calling. <laughs> no name calling. No fuck yous. No F bombs. And then, Wait until you see the reunion. I think like 50% of the day I was like, 
shut the fuck up, shut the fuck Like, I was... So, because I, I feel like part of Reza was trying to be like, just bow down, admit that you are in the wrong, and let's move on from there. But you kind of were like, it's way more, it's not as black and white as that. And there, you, Reza, have also some things to apologize for, too. So I'm happy you had a little kind of bark back in the reunion. Oh, my God. So who knows what they air and what they show. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God. So my mom was like, here's it the whole time. You were just saying, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> Mom, I was like, we didn't let you in until four hours into the day. So I don't think I started off that way. I hope I got to say some of my important things that I wanted to say. To wrap this up, because you're doing amazing, I end all my episodes with a final game called The okay. Seven Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Here we go. What are you greedy about? Love, um, time with my son, um, time with my husband. Um, I'm greedy about my morning walks. Um, I'm greedy about my ability to apply um, brow liner properly and symmetrically. Next question, who are you envious of? Okay, I'm envious of every single woman who has a uterus. Boom. Wow. And it's something most people don't even think about. No. Has your relationship with your body changed after motherhood? Because I know you've dealt with, like, body stuff. And now you're a mother, and you you obviously were, like, post-pregnancy during season. How do you feel about your body? So I have to say that that hormone cortisol that happens when you're stressed out is a real thing in my life. So if I get stressed out, um, I start to feel it physically. Everything that for any woman out there that is um, going through something that's mentally unhealthy, um, don't underestimate like what it does to you internally. Um, I didn't like my body after I had a baby because the C-section scar is not pretty. Mm. Um, I The stress of the show made me feel like I was in a catatonic state. Oh, um, wow. Postpartum, you go through a lot of like emotional roller coaster and hormones. Um, you know, I've heard of women and like, that just like sit and cry for a really long time. So granted, I do think I didn't, I feel lucky that I didn't have um, anything that crazy, but I do think that it takes like a year for you to start to like recognize your body again, Mm. but don't freak out in the meantime. Like, you know, for example, I was breastfeeding and pumping this one day. I felt like my boobs, like my nipple used to be (laughs) on my breast line. So like, if I didn't have a bra on right now, my nipple would sit right at the top. Uh-huh. Now it's right here. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, bitch, do you remember a time when you would call a plastic surgeon, schedule a breast reduction lift, and not care about anything else? Now you're more like, no, no, no. If they're going to do- drop, they'll drop. If my stomach's not going to be flat, it's not going to be flat. When was it ever flat? Um, you know, stick to high-waisted compression leggings. Your um, high-waisted crop top fits are next level. Thank you. 
obsessed. And Paige also told me, because we were talking about your crop tops, and she was like, in person, she said, you are the littlest little keychain. I know. In your back pocket. <laughs> like, I don't realize how tall people are watching, but she was like, she is so tiny. Thank um, you. The main thing is, I didn't like beat myself up when my body didn't look or feel like I wanted it to. I was like, rescue yourself from negative thoughts. Mm. Um, I, August of last year, like probably four days before your birthday, <laughs> on my exact birthday, the 16th, I started to say my affirmations out loud and write them down and like often throughout the day, the gratitude, the affirmations, I would walk around and talk out loud to myself. I would have conversations with myself. And I did this thing where I would um, clap my hands and be like, you got this. Like if I felt like I couldn't get out of bed, I would be like, today is going to be the best day. I have so much energy. I cannot wait to do this. And it was like the opposite of how I felt, but I literally like turned a switch in my head on your brain. I really did. And I just want like other people that maybe are not wired like this, like for confidence, like don't like play yourself. Don't fuck with your head. Don't, you know, like don't do that. You know, don't you play have yourself. I have to write, I have to like do it, make yeah. a tattoo of that. Don't play yourself. What are you gluttonous about? The um, the Bud Light right in the beginning of the day. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we um, don't judge. We don't judge in hell. Good, good conversation with good friends. Um, after the baby goes down, I do like to tune in to something that I can like tap out mentally. I like my routine. Mm. Um, I like my car. I like driving in it. Um, I'm probably like even during quarantine about I'm gluttonous about my suit like my my suit sets what do we call our little like trainer jogger sets oh yeah like athleisure sets the the dream that I had on my vision board maybe like five or ten years ago was I always imagined a, a backyard a Sunday a Saturday or Sunday barbecue in my backyard where I just had my pod of friends. I was going to be in the suburbs exactly where I am now. And I just wanted that quality of life where we like worked for it, earned it. You just have like the good people around you. I mean, I feel like gluttony should be something really bad though for me. <laughs> I do. I, I do rely heavily during quarantine on peanut butter pretzels, but oh, since yeah. sometimes they don't have enough peanut butter inside, I like, put a little scoop of a jar putting peanut butter on top of peanut butter pretzels i think yes. is gluttony to perfection and now i need to stuff my face with them when is the last time you experienced extreme wrath so got really pissed off at something or someone at the re at the reunion Who i cannot wait to watch because yeah there seems like either. so many much unfinished business at the end of the there season. still will be to be honest there still will be. At least you don't have to and live in a house with them. No. God, no. You don't have locks on your doors? <laughs> nope. Who was the um, one that would sleep in? Who, would, who was the one that would cry in the closet? Lindsay. Okay. Poor Lindsay. Or, yeah, no, Lindsay. She'll, she'll be okay. She's strong. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, when is, is the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? With my husband, every time, like, tells me that I'm not prioritizing something the way that he would want. And I start foaming at the mouth because I'm like, you guys are my only priority. Like, how can you not see that? Like, all I, I like that is- he cares so much to be like, care more. Like, at least he has a high standard. Nice spin. Nice spin. <laughs> Are you his publicist? I'm here, Tommy. I love Tommy. <laughs> Too bad he doesn't have a brother. Then we could be sister-in-laws. Oh, I would. And he's Italian, right? So you, oh, it'll be perfect. Yeah. I'll I'll manifest something. Um, final question: When was the last time you lusted over someone besides Tommy? Like, do you have a quarantine yeah. celebrity crush or? He's not famous. He came to me in my dreams. I felt so guilty when I woke up. But there was like this chef guy who um, was just really, really fucking funny and would like drink and cook and stuff. And so I closed my eyes, had a dream. It was wild. And I woke up and I looked over at my husband and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I virtually cheated. But it's true. You don't want to ever like marry a chef. They're out of their minds. They're so selfish. The like world revolves around them. Who wants that? Yeah, and the food, it's not worth it at the end of the day. Um, no. So to wrap this up, you have been iconic, amazing, everything I knew you would be. But I want to end giving the little devil some advice of what did, what do you do to cope with your hell? I, like, sorry, I was just going to have a Bud Light burp, but that's not <laughs> happening. I'm not letting it happen. Stopped it? Okay. I have to be really, I have to be really, like, simple about consistency about like the little things like mm-hmm. if I need a shower jump in the shower if I need to um like I said like right here if I need to crack open a Bud Light to get me through because I have to tell you I dropped wine I don't drink hard liquor and I just feel like this has helped me it's probably why you can keep like the weight off too because the other stuff has so many sugars and it's mm-hmm. just like drags you down um I I have, to, I like, my thing is I set up little look forwards. Like my day is a capsule of um, compartmentalized time. So I'm like, mm. okay, what are you going to do now? You're going to make sure that you like the outfit that you're going to go on that hike. So then I like feel cute. I will buy the pants that have the bicycle shorts that has the cell phone pocket on the side because it makes me happy. Um, I will um, just make my environment as happy as possible from morning till night so then I keep planning the next move that I'm gonna make and I'm I like have like happy things like whether it's my peanut butter pretzel mm-hmm. or if it's gonna be like below deck med mm-hmm. and then I know like I can have like a conversation like a really good quality conversation with a friend or I'll do like a like a, a mask type of a thing or I'll go like you are like a and- self-care queen well if I want like you have to get through your day right and you mm-hmm. have to like I also like spend half my time in the kitchen. I have so many hangnails because I'm cooking and cleaning for those people. And like, I cuss a lot too, because like sometimes like when he walks away, I like give him like double birds. (laughs) (laughs) I do. It's cathartic. Just don't keep it in. Don't keep it in. Let it out is our motto. And don't play yourself. And change up your lip liner. Yes. Benefit, I switched from um, Anastasia to Benefit for the 
uh, brow pencil. What about lip liner? So I like NYX. I like different Macs, but then there's this other brand that is from Amazon only. Like I, it's God knows what it is, but I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. I just was like, and there's Jane Erdale. There's like, I don't know, Huda. I just change it up. Like, so those little things like make me so happy. Like you would think like, no, it's what's, what's a lip liner going to do for you? Lots of lip the little things of you taking yes, care of yourself. And I, I'm so happy for you. I've, I've sensed like being a mom and being in a family and growing. It's just, it's beautiful to watch. And you also are still a badass entrepreneur doing your damn thing. Where can people follow you or do whatever you're up to? Yes. So for the real good, good, you mm -hmm. go to Mercedes Javid on all platforms, um, an occasional Snapchat. It'll oh. get real exclusive on Snapchat because it's really far and few between. Um, yeah, but Mercedes Javid. Mercedes Javid. Well, thank you so much for coming to hell, and I'll talk to you guys later. Mwah. <laughs>